Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Racing Mentor Sponsorship Podcast. As always, I'm here with Toby. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm awesome, as always. Um, although a little bit sad that race season's kind of coming to an end. It's mm. um, It's been a very compressed race season. Um, there's only a few more races left of the season, and um, it just seems to be over so quickly. And yeah, I'm kind of gutted about that. It's been nice to kind of watch the motorsport um, because at the start of the year, if we didn't get that opportunity to kind of enjoy it, right? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, I feel like it's just passed me by because although, yes, we've had racing, great. It's obviously just been this condensed season and I haven't even been to a racetrack. I think it might have been over a year now <laughs> since I was last at a racetrack and that is depressing. I know, right? You need your fix and you get into the racetrack here and there. That noise, that, that smell of, you know, the cars and yeah, it's, um, it's definitely an addictive thing, isn't it? We all need a little bit of yeah. now and again. I did get to sit outside Snetterton for an, about an hour um i had a few race cars but that was the closest i got <laughs> yeah i'm kind of sorry about that i got let down i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no it's fine it's fine <laughs> um, <laughs> next time though yeah next time absolutely but just it, like how great is it how great is it going to feel when i do finally get to a racetrack it's gonna be incredible oh, i know and you know roll on next year jess because um you know bigger and better things happening and I'm sure by that point we'll actually have spectators properly at the track at all mm. of the events and we can all get back to enjoying the sport that we love properly um, because yeah, it, is, it isn't just as much as drive our machine, cars going around the track. There's that whole kind of social side to motorsport that you and I both love and anyone that listens to this I'm sure loves as well. And yeah, roll on when we get that back, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump in with a fun fact. So uh toby's today you probably all know this about toby already but i really like it it's really relevant to being a racing driver but toby drives britain's fastest train yeah 140 mile an hour train it's um it's a bit of a beast um yeah. it's not as bad as what it, <laughs> it's what it sounds but um yeah it's quite impressive it's a boyhood dream for many that are kind of looking in right <laughs> i think like anyone anyone on the outside thinks it's pretty cool yeah it's a big machine i mean yeah. it's a huge responsibility that goes with that um, absolutely racing cars it's just you man a machine whereas um driving train it's a yeah it's a pretty big responsibility i guess mm. just as fun fact of the week though i'm not sure that um that jess will want to admit to this uh, live <laughs> on our podcast but it took jess five attempts to pass a driving test yes it did and it was a stressful experience i was a really 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 anxious driver obviously when I was learning but then even like for years after that as well and um I, I like to be quite open about it because I think there are a lot of people out there who don't have a great deal of driving confidence and I want to be that person that shows that you can literally go from it took me five attempts to pass my driving test and I cried every time I got in a car to I'm an automotive journalist who road trips for a living so <laughs> you know progress progress that's my, that's my progress. character arc in the, the story of my life <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's a good story right I mean you know, it just shows that um, that how over time you can gain confidence to do something that at the start was really difficult. And look where you are now, Jess. It's awesome. Absolutely. And actually, one of the most viewed videos on my my old 108 YouTube channel that I've rebranded as Jess Shanahan YouTube channel is about how to become more a more confident driver. So I talk about it in detail there about like just the stress and the anxiety of, you know, doing all those driving tests and having literally had an instructor or like an examiner shout at me parking and double yellow lines oops yeah no i just like just i'm too away with the fairies to to learn things like that i certainly couldn't now <laughs> but this is the million dollar question um for you jess is uh, do you think you'd pass your driving test now yeah absolutely like i'm a really really like just like safe and considerate driver 
yeah like I, you know yeah, i always I follow the that. rules <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a big rule follower anyway like i like to think i'm a punk but i'm not um i i'm i also think like from cycling to my office every day i get in so many tangles with drivers who just clearly don't know the highway code that i kind of make sure to keep up to date with it just so i have you know i can win some argument points when they do cut me up or you know try and kill me <laughs> you're one of them jess <laughs> i am yeah I'm one of those angry cyclists <laughs> right so today we're going to be talking about product sponsorship versus money sponsorship but before we kind of get into it i just kind of want to tell you toby and everyone else who's kind of listening about something that i'm planning to do from november to january to kind of give you guys a bit of extra support in terms of making money to go racing so um i'm gonna off the back of the side hustles podcast we did um, I'm going to be creating a side hustle series of content. So that's, you know, videos, blog posts. We're going to talk about it more here on the podcast. Uh, I'm even working on an ebook. So I, I really want to kind of empower people to start their own businesses to, to make money to go racing. And it's actually a really good kind of like complementary thing to uh, sponsorship as well and seeking sponsorship. And I just think like now is the time, like now that the race season is ending, it could be a great opportunity for anyone who's kind of got an idea or knows that they want to run a business to, you know, develop that idea, grow it and start making money before the race season starts again next year. Nice. That sounds super exciting. And while things are a little bit quieter during the kind of off season, this is a perfect thing to get involved with. Um, I'm super interested in that, Jess. I cannot wait to see that launch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited. So watch this space. Um, we'll be nice. talking about it on the, the sponsorship group and across uh, race and mental social channels as well. So, so keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Look forward to it. Yeah. So um, let's talk about product sponsorship to begin with. So what have your kind of experiences been with product sponsorship um, in your journey, Toby? Yeah. Um, pretty limited, um, but I've got good, good stories about product sponsorship. For those that you don't know, um, I took on a sponsor this year, which is Purple Tash, who have become a mixture sponsor with me. But part of the element of the sponsorship is product sponsorship. And it's completely transformed my business, which is amazing. They've done such an incredible job. But essentially, the, the kind of benefits of it is that's kind of been my way and and for them is the fact that you know I thought my brand was quite good from the start from last last year um with Toby Trust Racing because I you know I can do these kind of things myself with, with regards to design work and I, I can get by with it but what they've kind of achieved for me is absolutely blown my mind um so they've they've completely rebranded Toby Trust Racing um all my kind of graphical work and all my kind of images that you, you see on social media that are coming out, you know, they're, they're kind of in charge of now and they, they create these amazing pieces for me that has elevated my brand to a new level, which has been fantastic. But the, 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 some of the big benefits of that has been the fact that it's allowed me to free up a lot of my time and because design work on when I was doing it was very time consuming. I'd sit there and kind of like, like spend so much time just on one piece and then not be able to give, my time to the rest of my sponsors so the fact that they've kind of helped me in terms of delivering all these amazing things that have completely elevated my brand has actually given me more time to build relationships up with my other sponsors and new sponsors so yeah like I'm, I'm blown away by it and like a huge thank you to Purple Tash because they've just done such an amazing job yeah and I can really attest to that like your brand was really strong before but they've they've elevated it so much 
and 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 although you obviously have the skills to do you know the design work and you've got the eye for for branding and design as well i think that just freeing up that time is is so so valuable and i i think that's something that a lot of drivers should consider is yeah. you know is there something that could free up their time um, just to make life a bit easier and you know give them more time to search for sponsorship or, or work with sponsors or even you know just freeing up their time so they're not working 24 hours a day alongside a full-time job yeah absolutely and and that's a that's a really important part isn't it you know time management is so critical anyway um because i don't think i don't think people realize just how busy you are as a racing driver most people just assume that you just do a bit of training go to the racetrack have an awesome weekend racing and spend time with sponsors go home and repeat once the next race weekend comes up but a racing driver is far from that these days you know there's so much involved isn't there behind the scenes huge amounts of work and if you can free up any time by kind of doing these kind of relationships with with sponsors um that, that turn into in my example a, a great service product sponsorship um yeah it gives you more time to, to do more for for the guys that are helping you out totally so um i also think that there's a lot of benefits to the sponsor as well for offering products and actually this is probably why you see a lot of people that when you ask for money they go how about some products um just because it is a lot a lot more affordable from the business to offer you a product or a service especially you know if they're new or they don't have the cash flow or um maybe it's something that um they can see that you need but like obviously anyone offering you a a free product or to work with you in partnership in that way is absolutely a win but do just kind of like bear in mind like are they just offering the product because it's way way cheaper for them in which case are they are they definitely seeing the value of what you offer usually yes but it's just something to bear in mind yeah so let's talk about like the different examples of product sponsorship so i've i've worked with kind of like all the obvious ones like tire sponsors, wheel sponsors, um, certainly lots of like parts for cars. So like build it, if you're building a race car, parts sponsorship will save you a ton of money. And that's kind of what you want to focus on. Like will a product sponsor save you money, money that you can then go and spend on your entry fees or fuel or, you know, transport to a race or doing something for other sponsors. If the answer is no, and that, product isn't going to save you money then you maybe need to have a conversation with yourself about whether it's actually worth your time but um you don't just have to think about parts for your race car or or your consumables at a race weekend you can actually think really outside of the box with this so like anything that's going to save you time or money in any respect of your life so whether that's you know insurance for your race car or insurance for your road car if you can then spend your what you'd normally spend on road car insurance on going racing that's a win. So don't, don't just kind of think, oh, I need products for the race car, any kind of like product or service that you would normally pay for at any point in your life. Um, it can be really worthwhile kind of going down that route and looking at those um, people as potential sponsors, because yeah, again, you can just, you can spend that money that you've saved on going racing. Yeah. And it's quite handy just to kind of write down a, a need versus, and versus one type list. Um, something I did right at the start of the six weeks to success course with Jess was that I kind of, you know, I was so new to motorsport. I didn't know all the things I'd need. Um, so I spent some time writing down all the things I did need um, versus things that I wanted. And and I think as long as you, you sort of 
mark things off that actual need list versus just want or something that's not actually too much of benefit to you and what you do as a racing driver um then it can be really really beneficial for you um as a as a product sponsorship um but you mm. just have to be careful that you don't end up with a product sponsorship like you say jess that's just not not worthwhile with regards to helping you out because then i don't think you'd return that much for your sponsor anyway no and i think there's actually a lot that money can do to help you activate the sponsorship so if you're getting money or money and a product that means that you can put on events for your your sponsor you can do the track days you can make sure that you've got you know um assets printed to have at the racetrack but also if if a, a sponsor is kind of just giving you like the bare minimum which is a product that they've got a cost for example they're probably not invested enough in the partnership to do any activation themselves yeah. So you can end up in this situation where basically that there's not really any activation happening. So no one's going to get like the return on investment and then that, that sponsorship deal will, will fizzle out. But I guess on the other side of things, there, there are sponsors that you can work with on a product basis to begin with that can turn into a monetary sponsorship and a great relationship further down the line. Exactly. I think that's how I look at it, Jess. I think, mm. you know, if you're, if you're kind of looking at introducing a product sponsorship to, to the, to the party, um, it might be that that sponsor's a little bit nervous about, you know, the monetary side, um, or they might yet not be in a position where they can do monetary sponsorship. Um, but it definitely gives you an opportunity to kind of show a little bit of what you can do, kind of give them a little taste of what's, what's available to them as a, as a sponsor. Um, it also gives you time to build further relationships up with them mm-hmm. so that if they then become in a position to financially sponsor you um you can then you've already told them about all the amazing ways that you can do that um but it also might just give them a little bit more confidence of what they need to actually then go do you know what next season um this is going to be the new deal um and it gives you amazing negotiation powers with regards to what you can then do with them um and make it awesome sort of in the future i think that's the kind of most optimistic way of looking at it um, but you do have to be careful that you know with regards to product sponsorship you are limited as a driver with product sponsorships because um when you've got money in the bank you can do much more for that sponsor and um, because you can lay on events you can lay on special things for them and there's so much more you can do with money um but it's not to say that that sponsor necessarily is you know with regards to the product sponsorship they might be in a, in a position to see that later on down the line yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think that it's all about judging the relationship. Like if you're yeah. talking to a business that's in its like early stages or that they're, they're pivoting or maybe they're, you know, in a period of change, which actually a lot of businesses are at the moment, um, have that conversation with them of like, okay, product sponsorship now, but I am going to work hard for you that we're going to talk about monetary sponsorship next year and just kind of set those expert expectations and you'll soon be able to get an, a sense of whether, you know, is that sponsor just fobbing you off with some products or do they actually see the value? They want to work with you and they just need to do something now. So further down the line, they've already kind of got you on board. Um, and I think just from speaking to sponsors, you'll be able to get a sense of, you know, what the case is here, which again is why it's so important to, to at the very least have a phone call with them. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people are kind of wary of phone calls and meetings are hard at the moment, but I think it's really, really important to kind of speak to someone because you'll be able to get an idea of like how enthusiastic they are about the partnership. 
and you want someone who is enthusiastic because that's going to lead to you know a stronger relationship down the line yeah definitely and you can start like working out you know what kind of return they're going to get because let's say the service or product that they they sell um let's say you introduce 100 more clients to to that sponsor that they then sell to and you get an idea of roughly how much that customer's worth each time you can then understand a little bit about that sponsor of how much they kind of earn off the back of the work that you've done so when it comes to next season and actually negotiating a new deal with that sponsor you're essentially working off the back of what you've given them um mm. and, and it's kind of like a kind of commission type thing then because you can work out a balance that works for you both and once you've then got more money um from the sponsor you can then only make that better the following year because you've got more more cash to activate further further benefits to that sponsor yeah absolutely and you know i think there are ways to to negotiate with someone who goes how about we give you a load of product i think that if you kind of push back just a little bit saying yes product is great but i still need this much money just to be able to make sure i can do a good job for you i think it's always worth kind of going down that line and just reiterating the the value that you'll bring and the benefits of working with you because i think yeah a lot of a lot of companies are trying to spend as little money as possible so it it comes down to you saying that's great. I totally appreciate your, your point of view, but here are the benefits and this is the value I'll provide. And this is the kind of return on investment my other sponsors get, for example. I think that is a really good way to kind of remind someone that you do have value. Um, and this is more than just, yeah, I'll promote your products on my social media. This could be big. Yeah, absolutely. And it just goes to that point, Jess, doesn't it? That, that money unlocks the potential i think this is quite a debatable point um i'm very much a, a pro for that that money does unlock the potential um but in terms of your experience suggests how do you sort of compare the two so i think product product sponsorship is great if it's saving you money but i feel like a lot of a lot of sponsors will just try and fob you off by offering products that may be worth like you know almost nothing to them because of the markup so it's worth kind of looking at you know, actually how much has that sponsor given you? Because although let's say a car part might be worth 500 to you, um, it might have only, you know, the parts and a bit of time might have only cost the sponsor 100. So just bear that in mind. Is 100 pound or dollar or whatever currency you're working in sponsorship worth it? The, the, the fact that it's helped you say 500, maybe it is, but just bear that in mind. But I would always aim for monetary sponsorship but that, like you say, like if you write down a list of the things that you definitely need and you will have to spend money on to go racing, if you can get people to give you that stuff, great. But if you can get people to give you that stuff and money, win-win. <laughs> so I think it's definitely kind of worth really, really thinking about are the, these product sponsorships worth it or should you spend your energy elsewhere? Because obviously we're, we're only human. We are limited in the time that we have to promote these sponsors. So if you have 20 product sponsors and no money, you're going to be doing loads of sponsorship work and still might not be able to go racing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, come, come into the, the kind of monetary sponsorship point, um, you know, a lot of people think that selfishly all, care, all drivers care about is money so they can go racing. Um, but as we've discussed in the past on, on this podcast is the fact that money just gives you so much opportunity to do even more for your sponsor mm. um and you've, you've always got to look at what's the best for the sponsor and putting your interest in the sponsor's interest so that they get exactly the return they kind of deserve um and when you look at monetary sponsorship it just unlocks so much um 
you know, it goes from like we all talk about, you know, just a sticker on a car for a sponsor. You know, there's no value there. Um, what you do for a sponsor is where the value is at. So freeing up time is important because then you can give more of your time to your sponsor. Um, but also having money available means that you can then sort out events. You can then, you know, you can publicize stuff. You can you can create content. Um, you can pay other people to do things that would then be beneficial to a sponsor. Um, and you've got to treat it almost as a business. Without money, you can't operate, right? So, mm. um, you know, every business needs money to, to operate and pay their staff and to pay for products and services that they offer. Um, so that's exactly why you need the money so that you can give that return to a sponsor. And I also think that for a lot of people, if they're just getting product, so you as the driver, if you're just getting product, you might not work as hard for that sponsor if, as if they were giving you money. So I also think that money unlocks your potential as a person because you've gone, yeah, wow, this person's given me 10 grand. They've put 10 grand's worth of trust in me. I'm going to go out and do the best job I can. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're not, if you're not getting that, it might be a thing of like, well, Hey, I've got, I've got the product off I go and then not do that work, which means you're never going to convert that person into um, monetary sponsorship. Yeah, I think um, just an analogy that most people can relate to is like, I'm sure we've all been in a position where a friend goes, oh, can you just do me a favor? Or can you just do this for me? And you, you don't mind as a friend doing that for your friend um, or family member. But, you know, how long does it actually take you? Because you just think, oh, I've got so much more important things I need to be doing. Um, doing something for a favor, you're kind of like, you're less, you're less, you know, a bit more reluctant to actually get started on it. And then when you do, you're not really that productive versus when someone actually pays you to do something um you're kind of like firing all four cylinders and you're ready to like all right, okay i'm going to do the best job i can because it, i've got a real incentive at the end of it to get paid um and then when you wow that person with the with whatever you've achieved for them um you know that there's in the future going to be more of that return for them so they're going to be more invested in you to do that in the future so um i'm not sure if that analogy works jess but that's perfect in my head that's just how i could think of it um you know i've, I've had times in the past through photography when i was a photographer um and doing you know very small graphical pieces our people go oh, can you just take me some photos can you just do this for me and i used to do a lot of that at the start for friends and family mm. and and it used to take me ages to get anything to them because i was just like i wasn't just driven and i had yeah. more important things i had to get on with that were paid yeah and actually i think i can continue your analogy because if someone asks you to do something for free or like really low cost mates rates they yeah. are never going to pay you full price next time no they will always expect that kind of discount. And I actually think that the same goes for, you know, potential sponsors. If you, even if you kind of go, go in with like a low, low figure, just because you desperately want them on board, yeah. it's going to be very difficult for them to ever pay something higher price in the future. Yeah. And so it, it kind of works both ways. Yeah. It comes out back to that point, Jess, doesn't it? About does the sponsor understand the value that you're offering? Mm. Um, because if there's huge value for them and you can demonstrate the return and the investment they'll get, um of course they want to pay for it right they'll they'll want exactly. that um so you need to kind of believe in what you're offering i think it, it, and confidence is part of that and as you grow as a driver um working with sponsors and sponsorship stuff um that that confidence for sure will come um but yeah believe in yourself guys yeah absolutely so let's talk about how you can convert a product sponsor into a, a monetary one because this is totally possible uh, i know lots of people have done it i've done it I think it's worth having that conversation. Actually, I wrote a blog post on this, um, I think last year, um, about how to do that and about kind of just repeating your value and showing like 
exactly like what extra things that you could offer and how much more you could do by going to a deal that involves money and not just product. Um, have you had any kind of thoughts on this, Toby, of, of what you might do to kind of get those, those product sponsorships or what people can do to get those product sponsorships into a monetary one? Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's part of the relationship building for me. I think on that respect, Jess, um, you know, I kind of would be in a situation where if the if the sponsor could only give you a product sponsorship because perhaps their business is not quite in a position to yet, or they just need a little bit more confidence um, before they actually then do a monetary sponsorship. Yeah, I'd be looking to go, you know, above and beyond for them anyway, um, show them what what is possible with kind of a small demonstration of of, of return for the product that they're giving you um and then you know almost give them testimonials from the guys that are giving you monetary sponsorship and mm. like this is almost what you're missing out on um and you know that live testimonial type of thing i think is quite powerful because like for me last year um the sponsors that were involved that we've done you know events for last year they were blown away by it and other sponsors that are now involved with me this year are like i can't wait till we can do that you know so once we're able to some of the some of the sponsors I've got, I know I can convert into monetary sponsorship because they'll have an actual benefit for it, um, mm. and I've got that, that that relationship built up with them that I'll be able to convert that. Yeah, I agree, and I th- I definitely think it's all about relationship because you need to know that you're not going to upset someone or scare them off by saying, "Hey, can we have a conversation about money?" You need it to be kind of a really open relationship where you can just call them and have a chat and say, hey, I'm thinking of this. It would cost you this much. And these are the benefits you'll get. Just like test the water. And I think converting a product sponsor into a monetary sponsor follows very much the same kind of process as just finding a new monetary sponsor, except you've already done all of the hard work to build the relationship. Yeah, completely. It's about here is the value. And this is the return you'll get. And here is social proof from other people I've done this for, my existing sponsors. Do you want to talk about it, basically? Yeah. And at that point, we're a team, right? Like, mm. um, I, I saw a tweet the other day chatting about kind of like someone was talking about product sponsorship and, and what, what product sponsors they've got and service sponsors they've got. Um, and you're all part of the team. Like, I think that kind of like family network of being part of this family is really important for them. Um, and then when you actually then can give them reason to show them, you know, to, if they invest more, this is what they could get. Um, mm. they, they By that point, they should be so buzzed for it. They'll be like, oh, I can't wait to get started. Um, and because they know you already and they, they trust you, it should be quite an easy conversation. It shouldn't be something that you should worry about at all. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, if you've done, already done a bit of work for them in, you know, promoting them and their products because of of what they've given you, Um, in previous years they're going to already know that you can do what you're saying you should have given them enough value that they can be like oh if we actually put some money into this this could really change things so that's why i think you know again it's, it's really worth looking at who are your product sponsors and actually can you do stuff for them you know within the time that you have to make a difference that can lead to a great relationship where they understand your value and they will pay in the future absolutely um, always remember just look at what you can do for that sponsor and yeah make it exciting and um yeah good luck with everyone so um shall we move on to our driver of the week this week yeah i think you should introduce this one this week jess um look forward yeah. to analysis yeah so th- this is this is a driver that i've been following for a long time i know her quite well 
So our driver of the week this week is Sarah Moore. So she's currently racing a Porsche in the Sprint Challenge, but she's also done W Series and, and all sorts of other great series. And I just think she's one of those drivers who kind of keeps her head down and gets on with stuff and just drives well. She's a talented driver, but, you know, she, she works with sponsors. But I just, I just think she deserves a shout out because she's a, a great person and also a great driver. And I, th- I think we need to, you know, shout out and, you know, big up great talent that we have here in the UK. Yeah, she's a, she's a huge talent, Jess. I think she's got a really bright future ahead of her. Some of the stuff she'd done for W Series was amazing to see mm. because at the time she was, um, I want to say she was quite inexperienced in terms of that was a big leap to go into the W Series um, compared to the rest of the, the grids that was around her. Mm. Um, and she, she held her own, like she'd done so yeah. well. Um, and obviously now she's in the Porsche Cayman currently and doing fantastic in that. You know, she's literally been jumped in you know, most of the way through the season. Um, and she's she's putting in some great results already. And yeah, like I say, she's just such a hardworking individual um, and such a good ambassador for the sport. Yeah, totally agree. So congratulations, Sarah. You joined our, our little club of drivers of the week. And if you want to follow her, she's on Instagram um, as S More Racing. So S-M-O-O-R-E Racing. Um, go and give her a follow and have a little look at what she's been up to. Yeah, and you can always have a look at the podcast notes over on blog.racingmental.com to um, get the links to what she's doing. We always include um, the details of our drivers of the week over on there, as well as anything else that we've kind of talked about during this. You know, I've mentioned links and things. You can find them over on the podcast notes. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. If you have any questions about should you be going for product sponsorship or monetary sponsorship or like how you convert um, a sponsor from one to the other, drop me an email on jessaracingmental.com. As always, I'm more than happy to answer your questions, but you can also post in the Racing Mental sponsorship community on Facebook where you can get my feedback as well as the feedback from, you know, our close knit friendly community of racing drivers as well. So if you haven't already joined that, it's a great place to be if you, if you want some sponsorship inspiration and a place to ask questions. And also don't forget guys, um, those that are on the, the Facebook community group and um, please share your success stories. I'm sure there'll be many of you that have a converted product sponsorship into monetary sponsorship um, and the, the success you've given to that sponsor. I'd love to hear a bit more about that, that story if you've got one. Um, but yeah, any kind of wins you've got there would be really great to hear um, because you may be nominated for the next draft of the week. Absolutely. And those of you who are previous drivers of the week, you may have already received um, an email or a message from me just asking you for some more details because we want to send you something in the post. So um, just keep an eye out for that, which is a perhaps even more of an incentive for people to share their wins in the future because we've got some really cool stuff planned for our drivers of the week. It's no longer just a shout out on the podcast. No, it's definitely not. Um, super exciting, right? Yeah, <laughs> I kind of yeah. want some of the stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. Can, can we name you as one of our drivers of the week or are you like an honorary driver of the week every week because you're here every week? I don't know. I think it'd be a bit, bit, a bit biased, wouldn't it, if, I, if I, I, I nominate myself to be driver of the week, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> can I be driver of the week because it took me five times to pass my driving test? Yeah. Should I give you like one of those congratulations stickers? Yes, please. <laughs> there you go. Um, as always, Jess, it's been so much fun on the podcast thanks, with you. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next week. See you next week, guys. Thanks.